0: To breakfast, what's before lunch? It's Austin,
1: Texas. It's weird brunch. Ugh. I spent $700 at the bed the other day. Holy
2: shit! What no on the dog know. or yourself? Like, were you getting it? Was the you know, it was
1: like Don't a double miss thing. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> um...
2: All right, I'm off slack. I'm so sorry about that. I I did see that. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I took them both in for their annual checkup, and they kept being like, they could get this vaccine. They could get this steroid shot.
2: And I was like, okay,
1: okay, okay. Keep them alive, please, please, please. And then (sighs) they're like, here's your bill. And I was like, suck my dick.
2: (laughs) It's just like um, a Jiffy Lube. 'Cause you go in for something that like it says thirty dollars when the mm-hmm. sign twirlers twirling it, but then they find like you need windshield wipers and fluids and stuff and then it's like nine dollars. Air filters, air filters, air filters. I know, like <laughs> I don't care what air I breathe. No.
1: Same. <laughs> is it oxygen?
2: Mm.
3: Is it slowly giving us cancer? Or yes, is no it killing
1: what? me? And that's kind of the way I want to go. Yeah. Just I used to smoke and breathing, my car. man. Breathing.
2: How about that? Smoking in the car. I used
1: to. I used to be cool, man.
2: <laughs> I never smoked in a car. Ever? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Like not even someone else's? My own car. I think I may have like desperately smoked in someone else's car when I needed that shit. But yeah, I'd never smoked in my own car.
3: Huh. I did a lot when I was, well, in high school, you know.
1: Yeah. That's where you do
3: it. Yeah, that's
2: where you do it. But I think I couldn't do the wacky tobacco, Mm. which I think, I feel like if you have to do that for legal reasons... Um, once you smoke that in your car, fuck it yeah, smoke whatever in your car, it I feels a little less precious. I don't know, that's what I noticed. Wait, people who smoke weed, yeah, in your car, like once because that's the only place you can do it because you're in high school, yeah, that's the only way you can get away. So, like, those were the people who smoked in their car because at that point, who gives a shit? It might even help.
3: So, weed doesn't s- stick yeah. as much as cigarette smoke, I feel like.
2: I,
1: my job, and <sighs> I don't know if school, I,
2: unless it's that. in a
3: house and. You're, like I feel like if you're yeah. a stoner, your shit just constantly smells. Yeah, but
2: I think it's about the same.
1: Cigarettes, to really? me, smell worse.
2: Maybe in terms of stickiness? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because
1: my job in high school was drive the boys around while they smoke weed and I'll just smoke cigarettes out the window so it covers up the smell. Mm.
2: I think the radius is smaller. Like, tobacco's radius is bigger. It'll reach farther. Okay. But, like, that... Pungency is no comparison. All okay. right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I it know. does
3: smell like skunkier and weird. I feel like maybe people are more used to cigarette smoke smell than weed smell. I always
2: described it as bad butter, but that's because I've never like tasted it. I've only smelled it.
3: You've never smoked weed?
2: I've smoked I've smoked it one time and I'm highly allergic to it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I've not like... Right, experienced it from the inside to me it's all just bad butter smell do you think
1: that if you smelled bad the, butter smell the the <laughs> oil that would be different I've
2: tried it I've tried and tincture and I've tried it it's I'm allergic to the things That's the things inside. and now I'm like because people are smarter and it's legal mm-hmm. it's like oh is it, T, is it what is it CBD or
3: yeah the, I have a CBD THC thing THC
2: actually. right yeah and I'm like well I could test that But But why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) What if I'm wrong and it's still illegal? The federal government won't let doctors develop a test for it because it's a class one drug. So like there's no legal test for your allergy to weed to what it is. You just find out the hard way and then you just kind of avoid it.
3: I guess we could like scratch you and put some weed on it.
2: Uh, yeah, like just kind of do a yeah, like home just like dab a little, oil like prison on it or something, the prison tattoo version yes, of an allergy test, right? <laughs> I like that. It we'll sounds
1: sanitary inside of you.
2: Oh I've my got god, a bunch you guys, needles, Next so. episode, let's do it
3: oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> to sew with, not hypodermic.
2: Oh, because we could test that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allergic to heroin. I mean,
1: <laughs> there's only one
2: way <laughs> you to never know it. unless Mm-mm.
3: you try it.
2: That's true. You know, that's what's most important to me in life is not getting high, but finding out what I'm allergic (laughs) to.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Like any other sane person would do.
2: I don't know. What's the weirdest thing you guys are allergic to?
1: I'm not allergic to anything that I know of.
2: Really? Yeah. Like the cedar doesn't even get to you?
1: I guess kind of,
2: but... Mm. That's impressive.
3: I've got outside allergy, Yeah, like cats and certain whatevers. When I was... Little, my mom thought I was allergic to whatever is in ibuprofen. What is that? Is it acetaminophen? Acetaminophen. Thanks. Yeah. My mom thought I was allergic to that, but we Mm. ended up after a while kind of rethinking it and um, what had actually happened that made her think I was allergic to it was I got home and back when I was a kid, the way she would wash the bathtub was she would fill it up. Like she'd put that powdered Clorox or comet, comet. powdered comet, that blue yeah. powdered mm-hmm. comet. And oh, well. yeah, in the bathtub, fill it up with water and then let it sit. And I came home one day and I just thought it was a hot bath. <laughs> so oh, I no, got in no, it. No, I was no, like, Whatever. No, no. And that whole night, like my whole body, like, blew up like I was swollen everywhere and my mom was like you took that goddamn ibuprofen that's gotta be it uh,
2: (laughs) that's not an allergy that's literal poison. yeah
3: I was poisoned so turns out I'm allergic to poison
2: so my mom uh you know god rest her whatever uh made me brush my teeth with comet when I was a kid (gasps) like whenever she thought it was looking a little yellow and she'd be just like don't swallow right
3: did it work though? Mm-hmm. I mean I'd try it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm doing that
2: then. But it was a dumb thing to do. Don't do that with your children. It's illegal, but it works.
1: But as an adult <laughs> As <laughs> an adult, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I you know you have... how to spit
3: or swallow.
2: Be very careful, but <laughs> it works. Yeah, dude. Don't we yeah. all? It's, yeah. it's a really bad idea. Like, <laughs> At it's, least especially. I feel like I just started the new Tide Pods or something, but no. Probably. Do, it does work.
3: Well, you can brush your teeth with baking soda. I mean, she, I guess that's how you were going to say bacon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Ew, that's oh my one God. of those gross like, gag gifts.
2: That's a 2009 meme. Yeah. I'm sure.
3: Bacon flavored toothpaste. I still toothpaste. thought it was
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later. Yep.
2: My mom used to also get a candle and a sewing needle, since we're talking about needles. Mm-hmm. And then she'd heat the sewing needle over a candle and then just dig in my ear for blackheads or whatever she could find she'd just be like lay still i want to see what like kind of dirt is in there it
1: sounds like you grew up in the 1800s she She
3: also would put leeches on my body
2: no she didn't no she didn't do that the fact (laughs) that
3: she had to think about it though
2: well yeah well because she was a nurse and this is how she always explained it to me is like i stopped being a nurse so i could raise you but i gotta take it out on somebody (laughs) (laughs) And so she used to do all sorts. She neti-potted me before that was a thing. Like she, there weren't supplies for it because it wasn't like on the internet. So she went and like did a jerry-rigged, like got a syringe bulb and.
3: Yeah, those like things that suck the snot out of you. Mm -hmm. But reverse style. It
2: did reverse style. And then she'd be like, no, no, there's holes in your mouth. Like I'm going to squirt this up your nose and it's going to come out your mouth. And I was like, I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want to die. Yeah. But that also works. (laughs) <laughs> it works really well if you're ever really congested. write a it.
3: medical
1: book. Mm-hmm. Of
2: things that Based work that on you shouldn't mom. do.
1: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Colorado tips. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Out in m- the
1: wild west. It's,
2: it's Colorado medicine.
3: Oh Yeah. God. I mean, yeah. Everything. My mom's remedies were always just to take a bath. Mm-hmm. Except for that one time that the bath almost killed me. <laughs> but uh we didn't know that it was good poison
2: when i had growing pain she gave me bourbon
3: that's pretty nice overall. that was cool yeah yeah how old were you uh, like puberty? nine ten no, i don't puberty. know boys like, like growing 12
2: uh no later later girls are earlier oh yeah this oh. is like 14 15 i'd be like my feet hurt my legs mm-hmm. hurt and then of course i just Say that. Yep. But I was growing. Ow, so. ow. And then
1: eventually it was just, oh no. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh no, mom, can you put some of this in my coffee before yeah. I go to school? And then
2: eventually I was 32 and I'm just like, I hurt. Alcohol. Yeah, alcohol.
3: <laughs> Classic. Well, mom. This is Weird Brunch. Oh, hi. Hi.
2: Hello. We did it backwards.
3: What's your name?
2: I don't know. Magyar Karina. Magyar Karina. Mm hmm.
1: I'm Lisa Friedrich.
2: Oh shit! <laughs>
1: now I'm
3: all I'm alone. I'm Lamond Whitney. Yeah,
1: Milan. No, did I say Milan? You did.
3: Well, that's exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. That sounds exotic to me, so I'm, I'm sticking with it.
2: Yargam Enikir.
3: Now she's playing like a weird palindrome um, game, and I can't. I just
1: know my first name is a seal. A seal. Yeah. Which sounds problematic. It
2: does. (laughs) I was gonna make some weird joke about the singer, Seal, but Uh, it didn't nothing came together. We had
3: holds on him for this year and I was really looking forward to it. Mm, He is so working out. I would fucking see Seal. Yeah. He is
2: such a good singer, and his latest album has some very troubling songs on it. I think he's in trouble. Like there's some like cry for help songs on
1: there. One of them's just help me. Mm -mm,
2: mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
3: I'm in a basement somewhere. I don't even know if y'all can find this album in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of just... like
2: that. I did a whole analysis breakdown for a show, but it was I was serious. I mean, it was people were laughing because it's Seal, but I was serious. I'm worried about him.
3: I almost said R.I.P., but he's alive as far as I know. So, um, if you're listening,
1: if you could just tweet us. If you could
2: just like give us the old free Britney reassurance mm-hmm. so that we Oof. don't have to freak that's out that's the
3: problem people aren't paying attention to seal and I i'm like glad you're shedding problem. light on it
2: i feel like that's what's eating at him yeah
3: mm-hmm. yeah oh
2: mm.
3: Brittany's okay though i knew yeah, she was out. i knew it was gonna be that that's why i was like man it's gonna be just like missing richard simmons except they didn't make a full podcast about
1: it
2: well, missing, well, what happened with missing Richard Simmons? I know he said he's okay, but I don't believe it. Really? I believe it. He, like, did the same thing Brittany I did. I don't
1: believe Brittany's okay. I mean,
3: <laughs> Brittany is not... Fair.
1: She I needs to get on Instagram right now and be like, I'm fine, and everybody has to believe it.
3: Oh my make god! make your own version of it and do, like, a nice little spin. All right. Love you. Let's
2: all get on Instagram and do a quick I'm fine selfie. Okay. 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 Wait.
3: Are we doing it? Yeah. Each on our own. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, because people need proof that it's it's really us and we haven't been captured by a podcast. That's true. That is just pretending we're fine and really keeping us hostage in a White Claw sanatorium or something like that.
3: You're not a White oh, Claw sanatorium. I, have a I slow live phone. there.
2: I'm sorry. Do we need a hashtag for this? Free weird brunch. I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying to right? mark it. God, my phone sucks.
3: I'm just doing it with my regular video, and oh, then I'm gonna going to upload to it. Oh, but I'd like it if y'all saved yours and then sent them to me, and then we can upload it all at once. Okay. Well, okay. on are we uploading to, to or not?
2: Weird Brunch? Okay. Well, I'll figure that out later. But right no, now, yeah, I just need figure to tell, it out. Later. I just need to tell my fans that I'm fine. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, I'm fine. And then I'm, I'm going to do like
2: hashtag weird brunch because like.
3: I'm fine. Lisa's oh, fine. fine. We're all fine. We're all fine. We're okay.
1: John's uh, in the background. I'm, I'm fine. Nothing happened. Uh, My family is cool.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: my family. Oh, shit. Is I've cool. had medical issues people are going to take this the wrong way oh well oh that's okay
1: it's oh, done. It's i didn't even now. think of that that's all right i am I'm marking fine.
3: yourself safe I'm mark- in your own mm-hmm. health issue i mm-hmm. like that
2: i'm safe in my own way
3: mostly mm-hmm. mostly safe well well now
2: we've established yeah. that we're all okay
3: lisa yeah. Bring us your story. Let's talk
1: about the craziest fucking thing I've ever read in my life. Ooh, I'm excited! Let's start strong. Um
3: get, the, up that, I, get up close to that mic. I get up close to mic. I'm you the trying, kids. but
1: I'm on my work computer, which is absurdly large. Um also I know. I, I was just, gonna point it out, but I thought you might
2: be self-conscious yeah.
1: <laughs> What, that it's Adele? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absurdly I, um, large. You know? Oh. Yeah. 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 It's fine. I tried to get a. Never mind. You need this that wide
2: matter. screen for spreadsheets. For my SEOs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, got to look at two tabs at once.
1: I have four. No, I've got three monitors. Nice. I'm a
2: psycho. No, that's Nerd. not. The more monitors, the better. I'm I'm aiming for eight someday.
1: My God. No, I don't. She have, just I has, has have like a one, circle. But I
2: want eight, like a stock yeah. trader.
1: Like, I was about to say like NASA. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Except it's all for SEO.
2: <laughs> in my case, it would just be all for. Uh, it's just a schedule. Separate Facebook. Yeah, posts. it's, yeah, just, it's your just your schedule. It's just my schedule.
1: Um, so I want to talk about a gentleman named Larry Ray. Larry Ray.
2: He doesn't sound suspicious. Uh huh. He sounds
1: southern. Uh, he's not. He was actually. I'm glad you said that. Ooh. He was born in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Okay. Well, which is um, southern New York. It is southern New York. Um. But Bay Ridge up until recently was known for like mobsters and gangsters. And he was loosely affiliated with some of that um, word on the street. Okay. He's friends with people in government, people close to Rudy Giuliani, namely Bernie Carrick. Mm. Um, you might recognize his name. You might not. He was around during like Giuliani days of glory. Okay. Um, right after 9-11, et cetera, et cetera, Uh. So Bernie Carrick is important for later um larry's wife teresa left him and while she was leaving him uh the cops came to the house during like an altercation and his daughter talia was like my mom beats me my mom hits me my mom's abusive okay and uh later on they asked her four-year-old sister like what's up with this and the four-year-old sister was like that's what daddy says to say yep Um, so then he went into a psychological evaluation based on like lawyers and the psych evaluation said it's literally impossible to evaluate him because he's too good at manipulation
2: Ooh. okay
1: he went to jail for securities fraud and when he got out of jail
2: that is like such an entry level crime what is is the gateway securities fraud is like the gateway crime yeah like you start there it's basically uh, Martha Stewarting. Mm-hmm. It's just and doing s- no, it's just doing stuff with stocks that you're not supposed to do. It gets really obscure. Okay, but if you're a swindler type, that's the first thing you yeah. get caught doing. Okay, because yeah. the enforcement's tight on that because rich people care.
1: So he did <sighs> other things that were bad, but that's what he pled guilty to and went to jail for. Of course, because right. white collar <clears throat> crime gets oh, you a towel.
2: gets you a towel in jail.
1: So when he gets out of jail. His daughter Talia is at Sarah Lawrence University.
2: Oh, all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seriously, all of that. His mm-hmm. daughter Talia is at Sarah Lawrence University. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, please give me a ride in your black sports car.
1: She mm-hmm. is staying at Sloanham 9, which is like a dormitory apartment type situation. Okay. Um, and Larry is like, hey, girl, I need a place to stay. And she's like, come stay with me. I can't even. Wait, hey
2: girl, like to his daughter? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, just checking.
1: So he goes and stays with his daughter. And this he's is like, like rest of
2: Development again. He's
1: chilling on the couch. He's, he's got a blow-up mattress. He's like sleeping uh, in different places. Uh. Um, <clears throat> she's got some roommates.
2: No. Okay. Hey.
3: And Those poor fucking roommates. Can you imagine how horrible that would be? It's just
2: like, my dad just got out of jail. He's going to crash with us. Like, oh. Mm-mm. No. It's not cool. It's not cool. Um. Talia. Mm-hmm. Fucking Talia. He leaves his pubes on the toilet.
3: Yeah. And he's old. They're gray. I imagine him wearing like,
1: I don't know, like cut off sweatpants.
2: I feel like we're not letting Lisa tell her Sorry. Story. No,
1: it's fine. I'm <laughs> trying to read some of it as we go. <laughs> um... <laughs> this is 25 pages 25 that i page read no no you're so really I'm, condensing i'm an i just condensed an entire section awesome so um so they're all chilling there he shows them cosmos they're all like we're having a sleepover life is fun you know how college is where it's cosmos like, like the drink or Carl the Cosmos. Carl, oh, Sagan's. Carl okay, Sagan's, cool. Sagan's cosmos?
2: Carl Sagan's <laughs> cosmos? Yeah, that's how you get in on yeah, that. Yeah,
1: right. <clears throat> well, they the Sarah, Sarah Lawrence Art College. So they're all like, this is so cool. Like,
2: okay, I'm sure there was a step before that, showing them know, Cosmos there. that there involved a psychedelic drug and then no. Like, Oh, they're just it. so high on life because oh, they're Sarah Lawrence?
1: There's absolutely no drugs in this story. Okay. So. I'm going to need some drugs to hear it. Yeah. He's hanging out with uh, her roommates, Claudia, Santos, Daniel, and Isabella. There's <laughs> a dude? Two. Two. Dudes. Oh, I thought Santos was the last name of Claudia. No. Okay. Um, Racist. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone really likes Larry. Sure. Um he buys him booze. He shows him cosmos. He is very generous at mm-hmm. first. He's taken him out. He's uh psychologically analyzing these kids using mm-hmm. uh analyzing. We'll get there. Okay. Um so he's using this thing called Q4P, which is Quest for Potential. Oh god, um, ouch. Yeah, so it's actually not really a thing. It's something that his friend came up with. Sure. And he's using this to analyze everybody. So it's stuff like, well, you know, why is this happening? It's because something traumatic happened in your life. Let's figure it out. Okay.
2: so Gee, what an original idea.
1: He's delving into all of these kids like traumas and personal stuff then he starts having uh, meetings house meetings (laughs) then he starts holding house dinners Mm -hmm. so all of these things start becoming mandatory right Mm -hmm. when do they
2: start branding his initials onto them right Mm -hmm. so
1: at some point after dinner they start having these um, marathon discussions where one person is interrogated (sighs) And I don't like it. You try to find out more about this person. So you are. uh, I feel like this
2: is the point of half of all party games.
1: Just a little bit. You are like drilled. You're sitting in the middle of a circle. You are drilled by all of these people that you live with on like, why did you do this? Why did you scrape the oven? Like he Larry would take offense to anything you did that would hurt his family. Oh, my God. Or take money from him okay so if you like messed up the oven range or if you shut a door too hard you got interrogated so like why did you shut that door so hard well i was
2: you know i didn't
1: know i shut it that hard or whatever and it would get to the point where this one guy daniel said that uh he ended the session one time with saying when i was little i found a baby bird in my driveway and I smashed it to death and he was like I didn't do that I just needed this session to end because yeah. it was so intense it's like oh, police so it's convincing up. you you yeah. did yeah. something shitty he, okay. the idea is that you he's kind of brainwashing them right mm-hmm. Like, and, and
2: also getting confessions them. he's doing the Scientology move too 100% yeah. mm-hmm.
1: so he is doing all this um, there was something else I was going to say uh at some point Daniel comes to him and he's like, "Hey, I'm experimenting with my sexuality." And Larry's first response is like, "You're not gay. Uh I I can look I'll show at you, you how to be gay. And you're not gay. We'll get there." Okay. Um, so then this is years that they were all living together in different mm-hmm. places. So um he starts breaking them away from their families as well. Like he calls Isabella's Naturally. parents and he's like, you abused her, she will not be coming home for the holidays. Um, she has abuse in her history. Oh, it's no. from a family member. You know this. She's not coming home. And then all of these kids eventually stop talking to their parents. Oh, no. um, because their parents are, are bad or there's trauma that their parents didn't protect them from. Um, so at some point, Daniel is like, I'm having trouble... Figuring out my sexuality, whatever. So he starts having coaching sessions with Daniel and Isabella where he would instruct them to have sex and he would watch and he would coach
2: them through. Oh my God. It. Um, occasionally
1: he would join. No! And one time he invited the landlord to join.
2: What, what? the landlord Barry. Was the landlord in the cult, or was this just like?
1: No, he was friends with Lee Chen, the landlord. And he he just made so friends. He was just like, I oh, don't fuck it. Sure, I'll right. fuck some hot kids. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Right. No um, two kids and the an old dude. Literally
2: a genre of porn.
1: Um. <laughs> so Claudia. Yeah. Claudia, he started sleeping in her room eventually. Uh-huh. Bl- I think it was Claudia. It may have been Isabella. He God. slept in someone's
2: room. Eventually. Just for once. I'd like a cult not to be about fucking. Yeah. Just one time.
1: Um. Do something weird. Eventually during. Brainwash people yeah. and don't fuck them. Yeah.
2: That would be awesome. So, I'd, I would believe in you. you Larry. Know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Larry
1: is personally guiding these young adults. Every morning he would blast the Who's Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> To um, insert baba o'reilly clip here he's such mm-hmm. a geezer
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and every now and then he would take him out whatever at some point he had um a couple of the girls come help him on uh some property in south carolina like the family property the family farm or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're like digging these uh irrigation systems. And when they came back, they each owed Larry like $20,000. So he's also extorting money from them.
2: How did he owe? How did they owe? Just from
1: damages done to the property, quote, unquote. while they were working on his land for him. How does that keep them in the cult?
2: That's just a bad cult move. Because
1: he's like, you owe me money. And they're like, oh, my God, I do owe you money. And you've done so much for me. That's their mindset. Um, At some point, Santos owed like $43,000 from different damages that Larry would have them each keep uh, a spreadsheet of what they owed him. And so he told his parents he would kill himself if they didn't find the money. So they gave him as much money as (gasps) they could.
2: Oh, my God.
1: And um, two of these girls eventually each eat an entire bottle of Tylenol (gasps) go to the hospital because they are dying. Sure. Their parents get there and um, they won't talk to them without Larry in the room. God, my mom would just be so fucking pissed at me and Larry, but...
2: Yeah, uh, I feel like this this is the the point at which, like, other people have to notice. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah, or have been, probably. Nurses and
2: doctors and whatnot, be like, that's unusual.
1: Daniel is still struggling with his sexuality he brings it up again this is years later they've mm-hmm. all been living together and larry says okay you think you're gay go put a dress on and go get the mail so he puts a dress on he goes to get the mail he comes back oh the ma-
2: oh the like postal M-A-I-L. service mail. Yes. <laughs> okay. M-A-I-L. go get a mail uh because i'm like oh if only were that easy <laughs> Just, yeah <laughs>
1: And then he lived happily ever after. And then he was, okay, was fine. fine. <laughs> like, great. Yeah. He comes back in, and they have one of those sessions where everybody's in the room. They're questioning him. He's Larry
2: still wearing the dress and dildo. holding the mail. No,
3: no. Oh, that sounds awful.
2: Uh oh.
1: Larry pulls out a dildo no. and forces him to uh,
2: <gasps> put it up his ass. No. Okay. Oh, that's in front upsetting. of everybody. Everybody's
1: that- laughing at him. <gasps> <gasps> Why?
2: Why are people laughing at him? Everybody's because they're watching. all they're uh, all brainwashed. This makes
1: me think of the end of
2: *Requiem we for a, a Dream*,
3: dream. Mm-hmm.
1: and I'm upset. So Daniel, that's the end for Daniel. He's done. He's out. He's God, gone. Go, Daniel.
3: Go. Be gay and
1: Claudia. That that's what that is. So Jesus. he just
2: he escapes and nobody. It's okay. He's okay.
1: He's okay. Okay. I mean, as okay as you can be. Sure. Well, yeah. All these kids are fucked
2: up. Why so, doesn't he like turn in Larry? Like, why doesn't he go to the cops? Um, Okay, I'm not going to blame him. He's the victim. Move on. Story.
1: I I think, (laughs) yeah, I don't think he was thinking cops. I think he was like, that guy is helping people. He just didn't help me.
2: Right. This just isn't for me. Yeah. I've decided that this job uh, is not good.
1: So parents are starting to request like wellness checks. So Claudia's parents request a wellness check in Mm. 2017 this is all so recent Mm. y'all um so they go to conduct a wellness check on claudia she's like i'm here on my own free will and they were like okay well we can't do anything you're an adult Mm -hmm. um claudia starts uh she becomes an escort and she's asking for eight thousand dollars a night and all of this money is going to larry for damages that she did on the mm. in south carolina
2: paying fake debts right yeah which I'm sure she's incurring while she's being an yeah. escort. Um, okay.
1: So Claudia uh, and I forgot Santos's sisters, Yalitza and someone else. I forget her name. Uh, they come and join this cult. Oh, man. I thought they were going to come save Santos. No. Oh, shit. Oh, man. So
2: they come Larry, and join the cult. why are you so good at this?
1: Um, And they all go and they're testifying for and against him. Hmm? Um, I forget why they're in court. Why are they in court? Um I don't know. So, these girls are starting to say things like it's my fault I've been trying to kill uh Larry because of Bernie Carrick, Carrick. Okay? Uh, he's, he's, that's the guy at the beginning that he was friends with that was in the government. Mm -hmm. He eventually, um, Larry tore him apart because they became, they weren't friends at some point. So Larry publicly humiliated him. He lost his job. He lost everything. He is done. Um, no more is he involved in politics. No Mm -hmm. more does he have any of the jobs that he had. Um, at some point he was like the, he was up for like secretary of something like Mm -hmm. he was huge Um, and everything got taken away from him because Larry went after him because Larry's fucking insane yeah seriously so Larry's like Bernie Carrick and Rudy Giuliani are out to get me Um, (laughs) y'all need to say something and they have paid these families and these families have conditioned these kids to come in and kill me so these kids 20 somethings are saying we put uh, cyanide and his coffee every day. We uh would bandage him with fecal matter.
2: Wait, who L- uh, the, ki- the girls? They were doing this to Carrick,
1: to Larry. Oh, to
2: Larry to try to kill him slowly.
1: Yes, none of it's true. What? But he has convinced them that they're doing that. What? Yeah. How? I don't know. I never want to meet this man. Holy cow! Um, So, they're out here saying, like, we tried to kill him. I would poison Talia once a day. So, because they're trying to attack his family, that's part of why they owe him money. Yeah. But he's done so much. And, um, let's see. Where is this? He makes this video where Claudia sits down on a duvet covered bed in dark green Sarah Lawrence Griffin sweatpants this is why this is so long um, <laughs> I, I never stop poisoning Lawrence Ray Tolly Ray um, as well as Felicia and Isabella she says drowsily facing the camera Larry off screen are you making this by your own free will on your own free will Claudia yes uh, and you want to make this because of what because I just want to tell the truth she says mm,
0: Uh-huh.
1: Sure. um it's clear they want to kill us larry says so he's he's very he's like,
3: here's my evidence
1: yeah Ugh. um so a few of these kids are still with him um the two sisters and santos i believe are all with him
2: oh wait this isn't over
1: no oh. um Daniel found a group for cult escapees and slowly opened up to his roommates and girlfriend. He is, okay. He's identifying as straight. Um, and
2: he figured out that he was in a cult. Yeah. A very so, small, very powerful cult. Yes. So okay.
1: he, um, he's in a group for cult escapees. So he's kind of dealing with that. Um, in early April, Larry called to say he couldn't reach Claudia. He called, I guess, her parents. Okay. She had recently met up with a former employer. Um, hadn't spoken with her since she asked him for five hundred thousand dollars to pay Larry back for damaging uh, his property.
2: Five hundred. Larry doesn't dollars. own anything that's worth that. No, no, if it's in South Carolina, that's the entire state. He's,
1: I think it's South Carolina. I don't yeah, know. you could get
2: um, the whole thing for half a mil.
1: Yeah. Um. Sorry, South
2: Carolina. Random South Carolina When burn. she met up
1: with this former employer, <laughs> she told him that Larry had strapped her to a chair and put a plastic bag over her head until she almost passed out. Oh, I gross. believe that. Yeah. Um, her former employer bought her a ticket out of the city that night. She turned off her phone and left without packing her stuff. Soon after, she sought and received care. Oh, this is her... So she got we out. We know that
3: because the employer said that. Larry Um, didn't say that, right? Her parents, her parents said that. Okay. So I think hopefully the reason we haven't seen Claudia is because her parents are like, cool, you're not going to be a parent to anybody.
1: There is also this girl, Isabella, who, um, hasn't seen her mother since, uh, Larry called saying Isabella is not coming home. Mm -hmm. Somebody touched her, assaulted her. Um, At one point, Isabella's aunt travels to New York trying to get Isabella home. And at dinner, Larry spoke for her. Isabella looked unfocused. Larry said she was sick and that he was medicating her. Mm. Oh, God.
2: Okay, yeah. So I guess his powers are wearing off. He needs to use narcotics. Yeah,
1: they planned to meet up the next day, Isabella and Mm. her aunt, and Larry called and canceled. No. So Isabella, he and Isabella, like... Go between her being his assistant and them dating.
2: Uh, Doesn't everybody know where they live? Yeah,
1: they live on... Well, they got kicked out of 93rd Street. Finally, the landlord that got to fuck got out of there and kicked him out. Because oh. he didn't like how he was treating the kids. Shit. Really? After he got yeah. laid, though. Like,
2: what was the crossing line for him, given oh, that...
1: I don't remember. It's in this 25-page document. Given that borderline Somewhere.
2: rape didn't bother him. Um, in know.
1: 2015... Here it is. Chin evicted Larry. Chin was uh, increasingly disturbed by Larry's treatment of the young adults living in the apartment, not to mention the renovations. Oh, yeah. He started renovating the place, like, building new walls and, like, making it feel smaller uh oh my god it doesn't say what the line was
2: making it feel smaller is the most chilling thing yeah somehow why would you ever want like that? just adding walls around people mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so creepy um
1: oh this is why they were in court because larry responded by countersuing chin listing felicia isabella and talia as co-plaintiffs oh okay oh by the way uh oh wait, Claudia, Isabella and Yelitsa testified as witnesses. Um by the way, Talia is like out of this situation but okay. she still talks to her dad every day. Okay. So loosely out. Oh yeah. wait, her
2: dad, Larry?
1: Larry. Fuck. Larry's still got his claws in her. So this is I highly suggest reading uh if you google Larry Ray and Sarah Lawrence students the Cut article will come up. Mm-hmm. It came out, I think, yesterday. Okay. Well.
2: They're a good site.
1: Which would be May 1st. Earlier
2: yeah. this yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: 2019. So I, I cannot suggest, if you're into this kind of shit, which I'm heavily into reading about cults, uh, mm-hmm. cannot suggest it more. It is. It was North Carolina, not South Carolina. Oh, that's.
2: Um, a little
3: the, bit more expensive in North it's Carolina. way more
2: expensive. North Carolina has real cities.
1: Yeah, this is one of those stories that just
2: gets crazier
3: and crazier. I just, yeah. Man, these poor kids. I feel the worst for Daniel. I just don't like when, uh,
2: this is the first time I think we've done an ongoing story where there's no justice at the end. Like, I want Larry to be in custody, at least, or something.
1: Yeah, he's.
2: And, And he's vindictive. So, are you coming at us, bro? Larry, I mean, are you listening to you this? If you think
1: about it, uh, I wish he would. If He's
2: probably a little more worried about the cut article. All
3: consenting adults, like, what illegal things has he actually done? <sighs> like nothing, right? He's can. <sighs> I mean, brainwashing, manipulating people, yes, and telling them like, now you owe me money, and then being like, Extortion. you're right, I do owe you money,
1: yeah. Extortion.
3: A hundred percent distortion. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There's some. Found it. You Thank did it. You. Good job, Larry. Just... Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Eigh. Also.
1: Oh, he also used to offer up. He had girlfriends on the side when he was married, and he used to offer them up for sex. <sighs> to whom? Other
2: people. Just other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Larry, what what's winner. your trauma, Larry? Did Larry ever have to sit in the chair in the middle? probably not no he's just cl- clearly a psychopath from the minute you introduced him
1: because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. bay ridge right
2: <laughs> well yeah no you like he was like what a charming kid or like
1: yeah there's something well, about he was in the mafia as a kid yeah, yeah i yeah, mean yeah. outskirts but
2: but that like manipulative charm mm-hmm. such a big red flag
1: I- i'm gonna send this article to y'all because it's yeah i want i want it. to read it i
2: can't wait also, if you're manipulatively charming, I hate you.
3: <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I only like non-charming people mm-hmm. who make me work for it.
3: Can you be charming without being a little manipulative? I think that's kind of... I think of they kind of go hand
2: in hand, yeah, don't they? Yeah, part of it. Mm.
3: That
1: might be the longest story I've ever told.
3: It you
2: was good. A good job. That was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was... Intrigued at the end edge of my seat the whole time. Hell yeah! Yeah,
0: Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: I was into it too. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? I believed every word you said. She needs your
3: praise as well.
2: Okay. Mm. What you got me? Well,
3: on to the next
2: one. Okay. Uh,
3: so Mm. I was gonna talk about the real life of Colonel Sanders.
2: Oh my god. But
3: it's too kind of annoying and inspirational. Yeah. And I don't I'm not, you know, whatever. I don't need any feel good shit mm. unless it's from a woman or someone who actually overcame something. So <laughs> um here, here. instead we're going to be talking about Barbara Payton. And I don't know if that name is familiar to anybody, but she was a movie star back in like the 40s, early 50s. She is beautiful. Um, she actually, if you know who Eli- Elisha Cuthbert is, the one Elisha from The Cuthbert. Girl Next Door, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually, Elisha, is it Elisha or Elisha? Elisha.
0: But no, it's it like a, Alicia. Alicia?
3: No, but it's anyway. Elisha. Uh, she looks just like Barbara Payton. Okay. So, okay. to give you that. Are in they your related brain, or is
2: that just like, there you I don't go?
3: No, I don't know if they're related. Okay. Um, so, Barbara Payton was born in um, 1931. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Is that right? Born in 1927. Sorry. November 16th. She's a Scorpio. What up? Uh, So she's grows up in Odessa, Texas, okay. which is... Uh, trash. Yes. Trash. <laughs> close to Midland, about five Odessa hours burn. east of Austin, Texas. If mm. you're looking at the center, it's kind of close to the corner of the pan, Like the bottom part anyways whatever
2: imagine where the yeah. uh spleen would be new so, mexico <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: kinda close so um her parents were around but both kind of alcoholics uh they still worked and did stuff but they would start drinking in the morning and go on from there
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh her dad could be kind of violent and um he worked but her mom was a stay-at-home mom who also had an alcohol problem um so (laughs) she when she
2: 40s and 50s yeah right yeah
3: so she starts to hit puberty like we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier uh and people are like damn that bitch is hot And her parents are like, yeah, (laughs) she is hot. And her mom encouraged her to kind of use her assets and do that whole Uh. thing. So in November of 1943, 16-year-old Barbara elopes with her high school boyfriend, whose name is William Hodge. And uh, nothing really happened. With that marriage, obviously they were teenagers and probably just kind of wanted to fuck, even though they were probably fucking already. Uh, that marriage gets annulled.
2: Tail is all this time.
3: Yeah. And she quits high school in 11th grade. And her parents are like, that's fine. We don't even care. Leave high school. We
2: we're care. drunk and yeah. you're pretty. Yeah.
3: Use what you got. So in. Shake ni- what I gave you. Mm hmm. Right, You're welcome. Bring Mm. me my vodka. In 1944, (laughs) she meets her second husband, who is a combat pilot, and his name is John Payton, from whom she got her last name. Mm. I don't know if I used whom correctly there. Probably not.
2: You uh, did.
0: I did. did.
3: Mm -hmm. Woo. Yes. What's up, English degree? Mm -hmm. So she marries John Payton, and he's like, hey, honey, it's 1944. Where do you want to go on your honeymoon? <laughs> and she's like, I want to go to the bright lights, big city of Hollywood. Yes. And more impressions. so, yes. <laughs> and they are married in 1945. And they go to Hollywood for their honeymoon. And they end up staying there because she fucking loves it. And John Payton enrolls in USC under the GI Bill and they start living there and she's like cool uh i'm gonna start auditioning at places and go to the studios and see if i can get any modeling or acting going so um she gets noticed she has her portfolio and uh takes some photos with a clothing designer and she's modeling for Juniors Fashions in 1947 and um it's called the Rita Leroy agency and they start bringing her more modeling gigs print and oh catalogs for Studebaker cars so she's a fancy oh. car model in a big Studebaker time. yeah it's a big clunky beautiful piece of work So she's doing okay in modeling, and uh, she goes to an audition for. They had like these, the studios had fledgling starlit, like classes and stuff that you could go take and you could audition for. So, Hey, I want to be famous. I'm going to go yeah. to Warner brothers and be part of this. Okay. And so when she goes to okay. that, it's Barbazon. she's standing up there and then she <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: kind of 1980s bullshit.
2: Barbazon is my favorite thing in the world. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. even know what
1: that is. <sighs>
0: mm. We'll talk about it
3: later. Go Grab some commercials. On Google YouTube. it. Mm-hmm um, so while she's auditioning, you know, or standing at one of these places, whatever, she's faints. And, uh, as you do, she's like, oh my God, it's so hot outside. And the studio doctor is like, nah, bitch, you're pregnant. So, um, <laughs> oh. in 1947, she gives birth to a son who is, Also named John Payton, John Lee Payton. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's a new mom. She's mad. She's modeling and she's still really I don't want to say she's self-centered, but she's still trying to get her career going as an actual actress. And it's fucking up her marriage because you know, it's 1940s and her husband is like... She has ambition. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. she has ambition. Mm -hmm. Her husband's like, you're supposed to be home taking care of our kid. You know what I mean? I mean, she's not a
2: good mom. Well,
3: Anyways, so... What? Nothing. (laughs) She's not. She just sounds like a bad mom. Maybe John
2: Jr. was inspired by her struggles.
3: I don't think so.
2: Okay, keep keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
3: so... The strain on the marriage because she's you know kind of not the most responsible person uh leads her and John Payton to separate in 1948 excuse me and um She doesn't really care. She's like, fuck this. I'm doing awesome. Mm -hmm. And she starts going around town to like all the cool spots and being like the party girl. And she's so much fun. And she's big on the Hollywood club scene in the late 40s. And she meets this guy named William Getz, And he happens to be an executive at Universal Studios. What a coincidence. Um, in January, 1949, he signs her to Universal Studios. She's 21 years old. Damn, she's done yeah, a lot. Yeah, right? She's done a lot. Of, she's damn, done she's done a more lot. More than I have, and I'm 32.
1: In mm-hmm. fucking four years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God
3: damn. So Live she Get signed. She's making $100 a week. Uh, her divorce is finalized in 1950 and she loses custody of her son, John Lee Payton, which is probably for the best because she wasn't yeah really that great of a mom. Um, so you're hammering that point, but yeah. okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I don't know why I feel like I need to talk about it. Okay. It's a lot. There's a lot about that in this article. It's not me.
1: Did I disrupt Uh-oh. everything no, you're by fine. moving my microphone? But you looked There's at me like you process. did. yeah.
3: So uh, here she is. She's got this cool life. Um, so her first film is called Trapped. And it was this low budget, kind of like mm, crimey movie. Uh, she was. A lot of times, you see, yeah, I don't know what to do, I'm trapped. She was cast (laughs) as this woman who, you know, was kind of like, help me, save me, I'm kind of trashy, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm a good person at heart. That's what she
1: always got cast as the woman that always comes into the detective's office. Yes,
3: exactly, that's what she is. And so, that movie, despite it being low budget, ended up being a huge. Success, so trapped. Yay, trapped for Mm -hmm. her. I mean, it kind of glorified beating women and stuff like that.
1: I keep thinking it's trapped, T R A P T, like Mm -hmm. the band.
2: Seriously. Also, I think uh, beating women was already fully glorified in that era. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think the movie. They're just keeping it going. Was moving that needle. Just keeping it going. Okay.
3: So, um, she because of that movie, she gets given the chance to screen test for an MGM movie called The Asphalt Jungle uh, which ended up going to Marilyn Monroe because she had better connections but at the time Marilyn and Barbara were both like hot blonde bombshells and kind of always going for the same shit Okay, but they went with Marilyn instead because she had better connections
2: she had better tits I mean that's one form of connection
0: it it could be
3: (laughs) Uh so while this is all going on like in Barbara Payton's um ghost written biography she talks about that how she wrote her own biography
1: uh, We'll
3: get to that. Oh, okay. So she uh, talks about how she would only sleep with guys who she liked and were probably going to get her parts and help um, her in some mm-hmm. way. In that order. So, she liked them. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, she that's what she did. I mean, a lot of people back then, the studio system was so fucked up. And pretty much if you're a woman, that's what you had to do to do anything. Um, So she's kind of. Gradually moving up. That one movie Trapped does really well. She stars in another movie with Cagney, James Cagney from Cagney and Lazy. Okay. Um and it's another like violent noir thriller called Kiss Tomorrow Goodbye. Ooh. That's um, a good one. She gets
2: a lot of good, like she's very names. yeah, she's that mm-hmm. she's that in her movies lady.
3: And Warner Brothers is like, we like your style. We're giving you five grand a week to be on our roster. That's so much money. It is. Mm -hmm. Five grand a week is much is a bunch now. Yeah, that would
2: be really nice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would love that.
3: (laughs) So she's doing real good for herself. um, And she ends up meeting Franchotone. So, if you don't know what his, French, you just say? his name is Franco, F R A N C H O T, but it's French, so it's pronounced Franco. Okay.
2: okay, sounds like a Frito Lay product, yes. but I believe yeah. you.
3: So, Franco Dip, <laughs> Franco Dip, <laughs> she meets Franco Tone, um, in 1950, and they hit it off. And the thing about Franco Tone is that he is Joan Crawford's. Ex-husband
0: Ooh. Joan Crawford so A.K.A.
3: Mommy Dearest If you don't know mm-hmm. uh, But by this time They're Joan and him Are friends And Joan is just like You go fuck your Little like yeah. Girls Like we're old Hollywood They're new Whatever You should just know That she seems Fucking crazy Okay Francho's like I'm into it I'm into the fact That she's kind of Crazy Crazy, I mean, you know, she's unrefined. Like, she would show up to parties. Her thing that she did when she went out was she would wear temporary face tattoos. Nice. In the fucking 50s. That's fucking tight. And she would go to parties with Hollywood Elite and be like, this is my face tattoo. So That's fucking tight.
2: I like her. But,
3: I mean, she's also, she likes to meddle. She likes to get people riled up. She's from Odessa. That's not her fault. Mm-hmm. So her and Francho really hit it off. Despite him. He, yeah. He likes. I feel like he's that kind. She's almost like a trashy Eliza Doolittle. Like, look at how entertaining she is. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. she's a good person, whatever. So um, her and Francho Tone get engaged. And he she starts shooting some like shitty B movie and Francho Tone has to go to New York to record a different movie. I think he's a director or a producer. He's mm-hmm. big in Hollywood. So he's away. So in the month that he is away, Barbara Payton's co-star, Tom Neal, he is a beefcake.
2: Uh-oh. Yum. Uh
3: he she meets him and she is like, I am. Fucking into you. Yeah. Within the first four minutes of the meeting, she's like, we should get married. And he's like, okay. <laughs> um, so. My God. Nice. He, she's engaged to Franco Tone. She is openly dating beefcake actor Tom Neal. Um, he's a former boxer. Like, he's obviously beefy. Uh, Franco Tone <laughs> finds out about this. And he comes back to Hollywood and he's like, Barbara, what the hell is going on? And Tom is there and she's like, well, I love you, but I also love him. And I know you, you know, support me financially, but this guy and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why don't you fight him for me? And Fight uh, him for me? Yeah. So Tom walks up to Francho and punches him so hard in the face that it like flies him across the room and he's knocked out he comes to and Tom is on top of him like fucking pummeling him just crazy and beefcake settle down yeah yeah beefcake Barbara cannot get him off of her or off of Francho. She's right. trying to pull Francho off or Tom off of Francho. It's not happening. She finally finds some dudes to come and pull him off. And Francho Tone is in an 18 hour coma because My God. God. Tom beat him up so bad. His nose is broken. His cheekbones are broken like around his eyes. He has a concussion. Like he beat him so bad that the After he finally kind of came to and they were at the hospital, the doctor was like, well, we can make you look sort of like yourself after this. He really beat the shit out of Franchotone. And Franchotone was in the hospital for like, A month maybe a month and a half and as he's in the hospital barbara's coming by every once in a while with martinis and like a thermos and it's like (laughs) what's up babe here's this martini anyways i gotta go and then she was going to hang out with tom still so it's all fucked up he gets out of the hospital and she's like okay i'll marry you and uh they get married in september of 1951 And after they get married not too long, he discovers that she's definitely still seeing Tom. (laughs) And uh, in 1952, they get divorced. Hmm. Run away, Francho, for real. Um, So after that happens, like as all this controversy has been building around Barbara Payton, the studios are like, eh, you're hot, but you're, Too, too controversial. And this is kind of at the beginning of the 50s and like Arthur or like not Arthur Miller, but, you know, uh, sort of the blacklist like Mm -hmm. America's coming back to being super conservative and they don't want their starlets and stars Going out and fucking around because Hollywood has this super bad reputation and Barbara Payton is exemplifying it. And Mm -hmm. so eventually she gets dropped from her studio and she's not making any money and she's like, well, that's fine. I'm going to go with Tom to Europe. So they go to Europe and she does a couple of like shitty films and they come back and her and Tom break up because their relationship was bullshit anyways. Um,
2: <laughs> it started on a speeding bus. Yeah, it yeah. just was mm-hmm. not good.
3: Mm-hmm. So she, at that time still, she's like fucking 23 years old. This is all just, yeah, like a God. speeding fucking train. She is doing so much and just Boom, 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 boom. Going forward, so in 1957, uh, she gets married again, and it's well, just she took to five some. Years off. You know, she <laughs> she was in Europe and then came back. She marries a furniture store executive in Arizona, and then they get divorced in August of 1958. So. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Best
2: year of that furniture store executive's yeah, life. Right? Yeah, right?
3: So she starts living like real hard and it's taking its toll on her beauty, which is what she mm-hmm. got famous for in the first place. Nobody wants to work with her and she's starting to show it and her alcoholism is getting really bad. Mm. Um, I forgot to mention that before she married anybody, well, not anybody, I guess after her first two husbands, but before Francho, <laughs> yeah. uh, she had a relationship with Bob Hope and he had like paid for her to stay in Hollywood and all this stuff. So mm. she's kind of always had this money. And now that she's not making her own money and she's been divorced four, four times, mm-hmm. um, she is yeah, alcoholic starting to fuck up and she starts to do harder stuff than alcohol and is kind of getting into drugs. And, uh, she starts bouncing checks at the grocery store and she starts borrowing money from people. And then one day she goes out with a guy who's just a friend, but she's going out with them so she can get, you know, Mm -hmm. like free dinner Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then they end up, going back to the hotel or her apartment and after they fuck and in the next morning there's like an envelope with money on it
0: money in it and she's like
3: well you know uh, at first you kind of talk yourself into it like okay well I don't I'm not this way but I do have bills so I am gonna use it and then I'm gonna pay him back
2: Mm -hmm. and then that
3: turns into something regular.
2: Are you saying she was trapped? Uh,
3: (laughs) God, maybe. Um, So she starts to uh, go even further down that hole. Mm -hmm. Um, She moves into like a shitty apartment that's infested with roaches and like rats and stuff and um she's has kind of a rotating i don't know envelope levers yes rotating Clientel. envelope levers. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. who knew her and people are like well you know she's famous and
0: mm-hmm.
3: or she was and yeah you kind of get to bang the hollywood you know platinum bombshell but she's not really mm-hmm. and she starts getting like severely into alcoholism and doing heroin like
0: mm-hmm. bad
3: bad drugs um and by 1962 she's 34 years old <laughs> um god yeah she weighs like over 200 pounds she's not You know, she's not doing anything other than kind of trying to make money the only way she knows how to. And that's when uh, this person is like, I'll give you $1,000 if I can write your biography. Okay. And his name is Leo Guild. And he takes down everything. And Barbara Payton is super honest she's like I have nothing to lose anymore yeah uh and she talks about Bob Hope and all of the guys like Francho and Tom and everybody that she was with and it's a really uh honest biography which is surprising because a lot of people especially back in like the 50s and 60s when that shit came out it was like oh I was on I'm still on the top of the world. Like it Mm -hmm. was kind of bullshit, but it, it, this one, there's a bunch of unflattering photographs of her. And she talks about sleeping on bus benches and getting beaten as a sex worker. And, um, yeah. So she dies in 1967 at her parents' home Of liver failure at age 39. God. And that's it. That's it. That's what, that's the story, the sad story. That is sad. Barbara Payton. Damn. She's so, like, beautiful
2: if you look her up. It's like, that's the scariest thing to me is like, oh man, if things start to turn bad. Would I want to steer into that? Like, just let's get this over with quick. That whole thing,
3: yeah. Oh, like that's Elisha Cuthbert. Yeah, right. Right? Doesn't she look like her? Mm -hmm. She's insanely beautiful. She's beautiful, and just it ate her up and spit her out. Gross. Yeah. Mm. That's what sucks. Yeah. Sorry, started out fun, (laughs) but. 39 Mm-mm. good god mm-hmm. I'm like yeah I hope from se- seven years from now that I'm not I know right I feel like I'd have to start partying harder though
1: yeah I'd
2: have to start doing hair. yeah she was yeah. she was working hard already yeah 32. she was Yeah, to get there oh, well. you know
3: there's always a time
2: there's always hope yeah <laughs>
3: karina lift us up
2: okay uh this is gonna go in some places um that's what she said
3: thank you (laughs) thank you all right that's what larry
2: said we're gonna fucking
3: larry fuck you larry
2: fuck you larry uh this is about let's well it's not really about him let's just start with dr roberts bartolo who earned a medical degree in 1852 and then, you know, served in the Civil War because he had to. After that, he got a job as a professor at a medical college in Cincinnati, and he was particularly fascinated. At the time after the Civil War, you know, people's bodies were kind of split open in ways that people hadn't like gotten to see yeah. them split open before so medical science took off like a lot of what we now r- do in emergency rooms was born in the civil war because it was just literally people being like i'm gonna just try some shit because right. there's nothing to lose
3: cutting off
2: legs cutting off legs splitting things open mm-hmm. a lot of stuff was going on and so he had that fascination plus he was really into this neurologist in scotland named david Ferrier who was studying electrical stimulation to the brain on animals. Okay. And he was like, cool, I like that. That's neat that, like, electricity in the brain can make things happen, which is true. And so, like, he was, like, at the forefront of that in the 1860s. In 1874, he's working as a professor at this college in Cincinnati, the Medical College of Ohio, I think it's called. Anyway, this woman named Mary Rafferty is admitted to the hospital And she's this 30-year-old maid. She's kind of simple. Oh. Uh, She's not very hot because she has permanent scarring that she got when she fell into an open fire as a child. Oh, no. No relatives, no friends, kind of lost her job because she has this infected ulcer (laughs) on her scalp. That turned out to be cancerous and he, oh and had God. eaten a hole in her skull. So no, not hot. Sounds like a yeah. perfect experiment.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just say thirty right. year old maid and yeah I yeah. Thought we hot, started there. You you, you brought but it way down. Went down. We went no. places. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's true. So this hole in her skull attracted Doctor Bartolo's medical attention. And, uh, he insists that he got her full consent to do this, but, um, everybody kind of agreed she was like, mildly, you know, mentally simple. simple." Mm. Right. Okay.
3: There's a fucking hole in her skull.
2: (laughs) So anyway, he put a needle in there with some electrodes of different lengths, uh, touching the brain and it was attached to a battery like an 1870s battery right so he would just deliver Was she just Under? dynamite no 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 and he would just deliver some small shocks to her brain and then w- when that happened she'd be like ow my neck and he's like wow so if i do mm-hmm. this then your neck hurts oh i'm so but he's like wearing your neck and she goes just kind of like all around the neck so he turns the current up and then she's oh. like ow everything uh, and, like, convulses. Well, because your
3: actual brain doesn't hurt, Yeah. right? no. Ever. Now,
2: now she's just spasming and then goes into a 20-minute coma. Oh. God. So he was like, wow, okay, well, that proves that the seizure uh, experiments that Farrier's been doing on animals also applies to people. So our brains are just like animal brains. What a discovery. Thanks, I'm gonna, Mary. I'm going to keep experimenting. <laughs> Uh, and so he did, and she eventually developed some motor problems and paralysis and uh, and then died yep. uh, after slipping into a coma from a seizure.
1: How long did he work on her? <clears throat> like six torture months. Torture her? Yeah,
2: torture her for like six months. And then uh. he uh, conducted the autopsy. Uh, cause, of you know. course he did. Uh, and he was like, oh, <sighs> she died of cancer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh but he acknowledged in his paper that the experiments led to intense vascular congestion Mm -hmm. along the places where he'd been shoving needles into her brain and he's like that's fascinating so he wrote a research result and published it in the London Medical Record and at the end of his describing his results he freely admits that his experimentation had injured the patient and repeating what he had done would be in the highest degree criminal. He just writes that like I can't do it again to repeat the experiment cuz that would obviously be
3: But he did it.
2: A bad idea. Uh, so he published that in the London Medical Record. He thought being candid would be like, oh, okay, so you you, know, right. you recognize you went a little too far there. Uh, Farrier himself denounced the experiment and wrote like a long thing. And anyway, this guy becomes like famous, infamous, I guess, for torturing Mary Rafferty and it became a big like thing.
3: So people were pissed that he did people it? People
2: were pissed. Uh, and okay, it good. was sort of like, oh, maybe we need medical ethics which hadn't been invented yet so do no harm mm. bro uh after all of that comes out of course bartolo's medical career uh was completely the same he stayed there at the <laughs> medical college <laughs> in Man, Ohio, what a build up. and he became the head of the medical college and professor emeritus yeah. um there in cincinnati now we're going to take a little left turn in the story and go So another location in Cincinnati where somebody has died. His name is John Scott Harrison. He's a uh, gentleman farmer.
0: Oh,
2: uh huh, and uh, he was in Congress for a little time.
1: Okay, because last time you said two characteristics, it went really downhill. No, no, no.
2: He he used to be in Congress. Uh, he's more famous because his dad was William Henry Harrison, oh. America's ninth president, and then his son Benjamin Harrison was the twenty third president. He's the only person whose father and child. Failure. I'm gonna go farm. Was dad. a president, and yeah. he was he was a farmer. Um, anyway, so he died in 1878 in his sleep, which was sad for the Harrisons. And, uh, they took him to this place called North Bend and they had a funeral and... Uh, when they was no- his body exhumed? They noticed that while they were doing the funeral that the grave of their friend, Augustus Devon seemed messed up. Disturbed? Disturbed. Augustus Devon. Samuel Augustus Devin uh, died when he was 23 uh, because a schoolmate hit him on the back of the head really hard and then he died the 1870s man
1: don't fight kids not not a good time
2: so he had died like 11 days earlier from like that head injury plus some tuberculosis and probably syphilis who knows what the (laughs) fuck um so they were horrified and they're like oh my god augustus somebody took augustus and this was happening all the time because medical experiments right they wouldn't need give something you the to experiment on and the whole mary rafferty thing had made it clear you should not do it on people who are uh, still alive <laughs> now so, we know yeah.
3: now we finally know
2: so what they did is they like they go okay the dad's in a brick vault grave. Um, we're going to put some stone slabs over the casket. Uh, they paid $30 to a watchman to guard the grave for 30 nights. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, everything seems good with dad. We're going to go try to find Augustus. Uh, so they start going around to the medical colleges, which mm-hmm. have a terrible reputation. They end right. up at the Medical College of Ohio, which is Bartolo's kind of you know, place, hey. right? Right. Uh, They get let in by a night watchman. This is the next morning. The night watch. Uh, The janitor, E.Q. Marshall, who lets him in. And uh, he takes him into a cellar where they find a chute that's connected to a little door in the alley. Chute. And inside of that vertical shaft... They found boxes with assorted body parts and they saw, they looked in one room and they saw a student sort of just chipping away at the breast and head of a woman Ew. and the body of a six month old baby. Oh my um, God. Dead, but still. Uh, but they couldn't know Augustus. Like they were looking for the scrawny 23 mm-hmm. year old. They didn't see him. Um, Not our body. And then finally the janitor's like, hey, look, I wasn't supposed to let you in. I got to go tell the faculty that I let you in. And they're like, that's cool. You go.
3: Sure, whatever. We're down here seeing. And then they're like, oh, hey, hey, hey,
2: one of you guys follow him. And one guy follows him, and then he leads them upstairs to an upstairs room where there's an even deeper chute with a square hole in the floor. And there's a shaft that leads down to that place in the cellar. And there's a rope, a very taut rope hanging <gasps> into the shaft. And so they're like, what the fuck's on the end of that rope? Oh, Crank it up, dead body. And they're like, oh my God it's augustus oh but God. it's so not augustus augustus scrawny 23 year olds big body so they like whip the sheet off it's their dad already what? already been fucking stolen from the cemetery son and father of a president hanging in a medical college already fucked up already had wow. like injections taken from him shaved pieces of his face missing
3: Oh my I mean, god! Yeah, it's fucked up. I don't fault those kids for going and stealing bodies, though. They uh, personally
2: later found Augustus Devon. I love this phrase. He was later discovered in the pickling vats at the University of Michigan.
3: Oh, how far away is that?
2: Michigan University of Michigan from Southern Ohio is quite a ways, okay. especially in 1874 methods of transportation. Yeah, so he was in that pickling vat for a while. <laughs> my God! So, uh meanwhile relatives had gone to the grave to like go throw some flowers on it and shit and it was all busted up right and they go to the watchman who they paid thirty dollars for and he was like
0: uh i just
3: take (laughs) money from people i don't
2: know what's going on so they take it to cincinnati and like he nobody knew that benjamin harrison was going to be president yet but william henry harrison was president and this guy was the congressperson for that area so they were like that this is fucked yeah Uh, and there's a big lawsuit, and the janitor gets thrown in jail because they assume he's the guy who actually <laughs> stole the come body.
3: On. I oh, mean, he might have. Just just
2: so at this point, the medical college is, is just getting ripped in the press, just like the Medical College of Ohio is a sham, and they steal bodies, and they do unnatural, unholy things. And so it's Dr. Robert Bartolo, who's the dean of the college, time to come out and publish a statement, and he sure... Did in the Cincinnati Times, he published a statement saying, What? (laughs) (laughs) Say it, Bartolo. What? Like, we have to learn, and this is the only way to learn. Yeah. And we didn't know that he wasn't just some drifter. But. (laughs) like we would never have done it if we knew his dad was the president but like
3: what the rest of the people, totally
2: unrepentant and like he's at this point the sheriff joe arpaio of 1870s ohio like all of the press is going after him everybody hates him they're all screaming for his job and they're like bringing up the Mary Rafferty thing again. And he's right. like, that old news? And they're like, yeah, that old news. Like, what the fuck How is wrong with you? How you torture a woman. What if you guys even learned about anatomy? And he's like, ah, eh, you know. So uh, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, and Michigan all passed things called the Anatomy Acts based on this thing that they called the Harrison Horror uh, that made grave robbing, grave robbing um, illegal. Oh, well, oh, it wasn't. Just now? Okay. It turned out it was not illegal. All right. It was just strongly frowned upon by everybody. Uh, and then, but the compromise was that by making that illegal, they also made it uh, that if a body was unclaimed because it was a pauper or an mm. orphan or somebody, mm-hmm. then they automatically belonged to the medical colleges. So they wouldn't have to grave rob it. Got them. it. And that's how that went until the 20th century. I don't want to be a donor anymore. <laughs> see,
3: I'm a hundred percent on board with all forms of grave robbing for medical reasons. Yeah, like all of it. I don't fucking, I I mean, they're in the ground anyways. Like, you your your family's not going to go to a grave and see the body. Yeah, that's like, was, that if was the Bartolo's headstone point. Headstone is there. <laughs> this is Bartolo's Bartolo. point. If the headstone is there, like, why not? Unless you're examining a body to use like DNA evidence or something like that to re-examine. To find a fucking murderer, but other yeah, come on. So, um,
2: 1879. It's been a year of controversy. Finally, the Ohio Medical College is like Bartolo. You gotta go. You're not good for us. Bartle, no. Bartle, go. So he goes to (laughs) Jefferson Medical College in Philadelphia, which he runs until 1904. And his obituary and everything lists all these professional accomplishments and what a titan of the field he was. And nobody ever mentions Mary Rafferty or John Harrison until the Nuremberg trials. (laughs) Oh. When all of a sudden this gets dragged up. What? As uh, proof that uh, subjecting human medical subjects, which was kind of a thing in yeah. the Holocaust, um, their justification was a lot of the shit that was going down <gasps> under Bartolo's. Like, that was their case oh, law. Oh, that makes Was like, mad. oh, no, if somebody's a captive or insane or they belong to the state and we're allowed to experiment on them for medical science. And so mm-hmm. the Nuremberg trials and the Declaration of Helsinki finally made that a no-no. No, you cannot... Thank he dad. don't own people just because but it was legal thanks to bartolo for the nazis to do that they thought <gasps> and that's the story of the guy whose dad and child were a president
1: oh my god <laughs> oh well that's
2: crazy yeah
1: that is crazy just a
2: little glimpse into america in the 1870s which was a fucked up place very this is like the most fucked up our country's ever been was that decade like everything was haywire
3: in 1870s
2: the 18 the 1870 like yeah the decade right after the civil war yeah
3: well civil war
2: 1865 okay and then by the time eight, like and everybody was like just working on fixing that like literally fixing the country
0: reconstruction
2: yeah and every there was a lot of good noble Things that happened. There Mm -hmm. were also just a lot of work to do to like literally put buildings back where they had been burned down and shit. But once the 1870s hit, America was like, well, why have morals? And that's when the Wild West happened and like Indian massacres and everybody was just like, it doesn't, nothing fucking matters anymore. Yeah. Wow. And uh, this, I just love how this story kind of like, not only, but also the most fucked up thing is everything we know about basic human anatomy was kind of discovered yeah, in that by this period because of all that
3: sh- yeah shitty
1: well, thing fuck. yeah well okay so I don't know
2: <laughs> where this story is supposed to take you but it's just supposed to be kind of weird
1: It it is very
3: weird Yeah, it is. there you go <sighs> Sorry, I'm sneezing. You're I'm blow to your eyes out. You, you are going
2: to die.
0: In. I don't want it to be recorded. We learned that
3: from the Civil War.
2: Okay, we will turn to, I'll Cut it out.
3: I'm okay with a yawn. You can't be tired yet. It's only 7.30.
1: I know. I have a show to host Shh. after this. 7.30 a.m.
3: It's
2: 11.45 in the morning. In the <laughs> yeah. It's only... I'm eating a scone. Mm-hmm.
3: then. <laughs> 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 I am drinking rosé, though.
2: That's true. You are in Thank character you. I'm drinking White Claw. I'm drinking Black Cherry, White Claw. Give her that Black Cherry, White Claw. The rosé of White Claws, Wait, if you Black will. Black Cherry
3: and that little girl smile. Yeah. Little girl smile. Yeah.
2: Nicely Not done. Thank you. Yeah. All
3: right. Well.
2: What did we learn? We learned a lot this episode. I feel like. I
3: know. I feel like i liked all of our stories. That was three
2: very cautionary tales. Mm-hmm. Like yeah don't let your roommate's dad live with you yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't
3: don't fall for the Hollywood system make your entire
2: life about how pretty you are and then fall apart when you're not yep and then you know don't live in the 1870s yeah yeah
3: i've been trying my whole life not to live in the 1870s good. so uh, i feel like i'm doing okay yes so if anybody far, ever so offers good. you Except for that, a couple of years ago i slipped back but if, if anybody okay, ever no.
2: offers you a time machine just don't just don't set go to it, it to one. then any anyone okay any when but then any
3: when any when but then mm. i like
2: that that's cute that's a good yeah title when, but then
1: yeah <gasps> it's christy
3: I almost called you Christina. My God, Karina. That's been happening a lot lately. I was trying to say history really? and Karina at yeah. the Dale same Dudley time. Dale Dudley
2: refused not, he, that he just, like that's all he could think my name was. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with it.
1: I could see you being a Christina. Well,
2: sure.
3: I was I combining Karina it. and history, and that's where it came from. I like that. So I'm Christory.
2: not.
1: History. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's charisterical. I'm sorry. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: Okay. Bye,
0: everybody. Bye. Bye.